motorcycles. Whether you've seen touring, adventure, or race motorcyclists in the street, it's almost impossible not to turn your head when they pass you. There's a mystery behind a biker's appearance and the secret language they use that makes us all curious. Picture this. You're driving in the carpool lane, and suddenly a motorcycle passes you. You see them flashing the two-finger signal. You can't help but think they're playing carpool cops. But that signal has a deeper meaning. Before I continue, would you ever like to ride a motorcycle? Let me know in the comments below. When motorcyclists meet while riding, they usually greet each other with a two-finger peace gesture using their left hand. This means several things. For starters, it's their way of greeting the other rider. They acknowledge their presence and communicate their love for riding. The peace sign, with the two fingers pointing to the ground, translates to keep the rubber side down. It's the literal version of keeping the tires in contact with the road, or in other words, ride safe. However, this gesture is used differently in other countries. Let's take the UK for example. They drive on the left-hand side of the road. When a biker approaches from the opposite direction, they'll be on the right-hand side. They can't greet each other with their fingers because they'll have to lift their hands off the throttle, which is located on the right side of the handlebar. Not only is this inconvenient, it's also dangerous. So, their best way of acknowledging the passing rider is by nodding their heads. Now, they could use the left hand out to do the gesture, but the other motorcyclists won't see it. Interestingly, UK riders use their left hand to make the two-finger or tilted palm sign to passing cars and motorcycles. It's their way of saying thank you to the people on the road who give them space. But have you ever seen a rider putting their leg out while riding? Now, this gesture translates to several things. Let me break it down for you. There are states in the US and other countries around the world where weaving through cars is legal. Sometimes when a rider goes through slow-moving traffic, they put their left leg out to say thank you to drivers who give them space. Now, here's why they do that. In low speeds, motorcyclists usually ride in the first or second gear. During that time, they need to use the throttle, which is located on the right handlebar, the clutch lever, which is on the left handlebar, and the rear brake that's positioned near the right footrest. So essentially, the only part of their body that's free is their left foot. Some other times, when motorcyclists ride for hours, their legs get tired and they cramp up. So bikers stick one or both legs out while riding to rest. The same applies to their upper body. They move their hands to stretch them out. If they don't do that, the cramps can take away their concentration. Sometimes you might even see them pulling to the side of the road to stretch and walk a bit before getting back on their bike. In a different scenario, if a biker comes across a road hazard, they might pull their leg out to warn others. But that's a rarer occasion. Now, for race riders, putting their foot out means something different. In fact, when racing, that gesture is called the leg dangle. During that time, the race riders pull their knee out. Valentino Rossi is the first rider who was credited for using that technique in 2005. But he wasn't the first one. During the 90s, Wayne Rainey, Kevin Schwantz, and many others did similar moves. Extending the leg towards the inside of a turn helps the bike to stay in an upright position while the rider turns in. This allows the braking to be used deeper into the corner. Another theory on why they do this is because the extended leg lowers the combined center of gravity on the motorcycle and the rider. This keeps the rear end on the ground when braking. In this situation, the inside leg acts as a sail that helps slow down the bike when it's turning into the corner. 
The leg dangle is something that every rider on the street has probably tried and will keep doing while they take on corners, but not to such a degree as racers. When riding, having the correct gear is vital for safety. Granted, most people think that a helmet is more than enough, but the best way to stay protected is with full gear. So, this is how it works. We all know the helmet protects your head. It's made from hard plastic on the outside shell, and it has softer foam on the inside. In the event of a fall, the rider's helmet will absorb all the force and keep their head protected. There are specific motorcycle pants and jackets that do almost the same. Now, there are thousands of styles out there, and each of them is designed to meet various weather conditions. Let's take textiles, for example. When a motorcyclist is riding in changeable weather, where rain is unpredictable, they'll most likely choose something that keeps them dry. One of the most popular ones is the laminated textiles. Here's how they work. When it's pouring, the thing that stops the water from reaching a biker's skin is a waterproof membrane. It's a thin sheet of material with pores that are so small, they don't allow water molecules to penetrate it. This sheet lies between the inner mesh and the outer layer of the jacket. Sometimes, it can even be an insulated liner. On top of that, there's a specific coating called durable water repellent that's layered on the outside part of the jacket. So when water drops on it, it just slides down. Even though the molecules in the membrane don't allow the water to pass through, the material is breathable, so riders get a good amount of airflow. But that's not what keeps them safe. One of the biggest advancements in motorcycle gear is the inclusion of armor. At first, such precautions were foreign to almost everyone. However, adding padding to high-impact areas made it safer for motorcyclists on the road. The most common areas that armor gets placed are on the shoulders, the back of the rider, the elbows, hips, and knees. Don't get me wrong, some of them are pretty uncomfortable at first, but the latest ones are pure gold. They're made of intelligent molecules that flex while the rider's body moves on the bike. In case of an impact, those molecules lock together to absorb the energy and protect the rider from the fall. When this material's molecules are in flow, upon touching it, it's bendy and moldable. But during an impact, it becomes hard as a rock. After a while, it goes back to its flexible position and can be used multiple times on different motorcycle clothes. While we're still on the subject, let's not forget the leather pants and jackets that've taken over. In the motorcycling world, leather is the most durable material. When a rider wearing fabric or other type gear has a fall, there's a big chance they'll need to replace their jacket if it tears. But leather can handle a lot of falls. Well, I guess that's good news for clumsy riders, huh? Native Americans were the ones who discovered the shielding properties of leather, and they wore it as protection. Many studies were done about the durability of fabrics in the event of a collision. They simulated a motorcycle crash at 60 miles per hour. They attempted to measure how much time materials can be dragged over the ground until they tear. Leather surpassed all of them. Granted, some synthetic materials came close, but didn't win. The downside of it is that it's not waterproof. Now, gloves might seem like accessories to some people, but they're equally important. For starters, they keep the hands of the rider protected. They also help riders control their bike better. Even in hot weather, when their hands are exposed, they can get cold and numb, so it makes it more difficult to navigate the bike. On the other hand, if someone's hands become sweaty, then handling the motorcycle with a clammy palm is dangerous. So, depending on the temperature and the material, gloves keep the rider's hands warm and steady. 
Now, you might also notice that some bikers wear skull rings and accessories. It's as if they came out of a movie set. But those signifiers have a very sentimental story behind the motorcycle world in America. In 1945, the U.S. Army was getting rid of thousands of Harley-Davidson motorcycles. At the same time, more than half a million military veterans were dismissed and returned home. They often felt isolated from society, and that made them rebellious. The dismissed rebels coupled up with the unwanted motorcycles and formed the traditional American biker movement. This gave them a new life purpose. During the 50s to 70s, a lot of movies were made showing skulls among bikers. Other accessories in the movies included the infamous leather jackets and bandanas. Even though they were portrayed as the bad guys, bikers took those references as an inspiration and applied them to their own biker groups. The skulls symbolize different things among different cultures. For most, bones relate to mortality. For bikers, it's the opposite. It symbolizes the circle of life. Whoa, was Mufasa really a biker? Nah. It shows that the rider who accepted the skull meant that they appreciate a new start to life. After the 70s, skull rings showed a motorcyclist's loyalty to their comrades. It portrayed dedication to the biker culture. So, bottom line? Keep the rubber side down and may all your skulls be smiling. Or something like that. <laughs>